0: won't back down. With Will Levinson, Jake Lee, and Sam Petosa. In the words of Sam
1: Ellinger, We're back for our second straight episode, and unlike the MLB players and owners, we will not be having a work stoppage because we're back for two episodes in a row of Won't Back Down. We're not backing down today from two straight episodes, and we've got some breaking news right out of the gate. As we discussed in the podcast yesterday, Notre Dame obviously has an opening for their coaching position, and Marcus Freeman is expected to be named the next head coach of Notre Dame. What do we think about that, boys?
0: It's good. it's good. It's a good move. I'm, I'm I'm a little bit surprised they did actually go out and do it. Yesterday, I was saying that's what they should do. They listened to me. That was smart of them. Good for you, Notre Dame. And also, it, it's it's interesting to me, like, seeing all of the assistant coaches decide to stay. And it's maybe they just didn't like working with Brian Kelly all that much. Because usually you would follow the head coach like a lot of guys and in o- Oklahoma are going to do. But An
1: interesting yeah. tidbit about that is that when Brian Kelly left Cincinnati to go to... Notre Dame. He didn't coach in the Sugar Bowl against Florida, and none of his staff members from Cincinnati followed him either. So that's a little bit of food for thought there, Jake Lehman. Any comments on the Marcus Freeman hiring? It's
2: exciting. I mean, I said yesterday I think they should have contacted Fickle, but you know, either um, he didn't reciprocate interest, or they just felt like um, Freeman was the right option. And look, the players wanted him. Obviously, the other assistant coaches, keeping staff continuity, keeping. The two next recruiting classes together, which uh, the 2022 and the 2023 classes that they have look to be two of the best in Notre Dame history, actually. And so you figure keeping Freeman and Reeves, uh, you know, Freeman being 35, Reeves being 29, like Notre Dame's all of a sudden going to be they already were with Kelly. But now, you know, it's there's sort of a. uh, a more exciting place to play even you know you're yeah and you're, energy. T- you're
1: totally right I think this was 100% the right move I know I said yesterday on the podcast that I didn't think they would make this move so yes I for one am surprised but it's totally the right move to just stop the bleeding for now right this is the easiest way to make sure no one decommits no one transfer to keep the team you have that's pretty darn good and 12-11-1 yeah. contending for a college football playoff spot together and a team that is a top-five recruiting class heading into this cycle together. And look, if Marcus Freeman doesn't work out this year, Luke Fickle will still be there. Luke Fickle isn't going anywhere. He's not going to take the Oklahoma job. And after that, he's not taking any other job. I think the only job... Unless he day would, goes
2: to the Bears.
1: Unless yep. day goes to the Bears. But I think the only job he would leave for in this very moment is Ohio State. If Marcus Freeman doesn't work out... Which, by the way, I totally think he will. I think it's a phenomenal hire. I think he's one of the rising stars in the industry. But let's say it doesn't work out. Luke Fickle will still be available. Notre Dame will still be considered a top 10 job in college football. And Luke Fickle, a Midwestern Catholic man who has strong ties to Catholic prep schools in the Midwestern region... Will still have great interest in the Notre Dame job, and I do think they did contact him, and I think they probably got the g- the gist that well, I'm going for a playoff run right now. Even if I want to consider this, you're gonna to have to wait for me. And to be honest, Notre Dame didn't really have time to wait. And I think this is I applaud them for making this move. I applaud Jack Swarbrick because I think Marcus Freeman and Tommy Reese are two of the rising stars in this industry. And let's just
2: say it, I would have hated to see them go to LSU. Because they would have told oh, you yeah. that. No, that well, like you talk about Aranda and Brady, you know, driving that 2019 team. Imagine that on steroids with mm. you know a uh, a head coach who who you know doesn't need uh, subtitles. But uh, <laughs> yes, yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Now Notre Dame Marcus Freeman has been promoted to head coach, but Brian Kelly now is going to have to compete with everyone else for assistance because it doesn't look like any of his Notre Dame assistants are coming with him.
2: Yeah, no. And, I mean, the team's galvanized. You know, they, they want to play for Freeman. And talk about a galaxy brain move from AD Jack Swarbrick because he said no head coaching candidates could be the interim coach if they make the playoff. But if you promote Freeman to head coach, then he's not an interim that's anymore. Kind of like, so,
1: that's kind of like the meme where it's like it brain. shows the brain and then it keeps
2: going and then it's yes, like the yes. super
1: knowledge. Just brain. promote him to <laughs> yeah. head
2: coach and then he's not a
1: – Yeah, exactly. But, um, <laughs> That'll
2: be up on the won't back down Twitter later. Absolutely. But, uh, no, I just wanted to – segue that really quickly into a quick little segment I wanted to do debut today called reading the board um as you two know reading the message boards has become at one of my absolute favorite pastimes I think everyone should do it if you aren't already um college football fans under an alias are just you know willing to say anything and everything um so I was in class this morning bored spent about 45 minutes scouring Notre Dame Oklahoma uh, a few of the you know the happening programs right now and just a couple of the funniest ones I stumbled upon. The first one being Notre Dame fan Dre B, who this just made me chuckle. Are we the coolest, most badass program in CFB? Dot dot dot. Like oh, yeah, Fre-
1: Freeman's cool. Freeman's young. Lou Holtz being tied to your program automatically strips but you from being. That cool. just made me sh- nothing. Automatically about Notre strips Notre Dame you from being cool. That nothing about tradition.
2: You know, history, but cool, badass. No, no. I mean, that, that is, is. Is math class cool? Um, let's see. Uh, the Oklahoma board has been hysterical, obviously. Um, they won't even say Lincoln Riley's name anymore. It's just F U L R. He's an acronym now. It's fuck you, Lincoln Riley. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. This is a great one. <laughs> oh this God. one was from DMAX77381. The post was titled New COVID and USC Football, and the subject line reads. New COVID strain found in California, uh, you know, referring to the Omicron strain. Why commit to UFC if season may be axed by hypersensitive politicians? So stay woke. The Omicron virus may be the bit of karma that comes to get FULR and uh, tears down what he's trying to build out there in Cali. And then um, there was one more great one.
1: Yeah, it's the another. Omicron variant might be tougher than any defense Lincoln Riley faced in the Big 12.
2: <laughs> That's good few more. I'm, I'm scrolling. I took Baylor's a Baylor's defense is solid. Give uh, David Ross some credit. But mm. One more Oklahoma. Sooner, Sooner 1984. 1984. Is there any Oregon's smoke covered. around a Mike Leach hire? All I've seen is Venables, which I'd be fine with. But, man, do I hope it's Leach. Said what? no one ever. Said Sooner 1984. I mean, Will how entertaining Leach? would that be, though, oh in the SEC God. with the talent he'd be able to get? They, would, they wouldn't be very good. I think they'd max out at nine wins, but... If you're, I just can't mentality. imagine Mike, Mike Leach be?
1: being a recruit and Mike Leach coming into my living room. Like imagine yeah. Mike Leach interacting with your parents. Yeah, he's uh, he's a child. Being a parent, how could you just like shake that guy's hand and be like, okay, go take care of my child. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: funny. <And> then, <coughs> the candy, the, on, the post-game candy. That's just untouchable. Right,
1: have you guys ever seen those clips when he was at... Texas Tech, and it's like, well, that was last fucking week. That was last <laughs> week. the voice That hacking. was last fucking the, the, week. The girl. That's like my favorite meme format of all time that
2: I completely forgot about. But I'm gonna start going back. to Do you that. guys remember the fat little girlfriend's press conference? Yes, yes. You guys, <laughs> your fat little girlfriends. Um, oh man. Uh, I friends. mean, I took a bunch of uh, one more space. Do we play came? Mississippi State anytime soon. Will we play him next year? Probably not for like six years, oh. honestly, knowing the way the is. Maybe, maybe the Leech pod definitely system, will not be there we'll for bring six it back. years. Um, Space Kane three two one, already rationalizing with himself um, on missing out on Mario. He says, Mario actually, we're looking at Manny Diaz 2.0, getting the Leonard Taylor's underachieving with them, pointing fingers and placing blame to take the heat off himself. Not for nothing, these dudes could be brothers. Not only is that kind of racist, but, I mean, that's just not even remotely true. Mario Cristobal is head and shoulders in a different weight weight class as a head coach than Manny Diaz, even though I think Lane would be a better option. They're down bad in Miami right now.
0: I mean, I don't understand how you you can...
1: That's just a Uh, downer. Like, like, doesn't
0: Lane want to come to Miami? Like, why would you want Manny over Lane or Mari? I don't get it. I wanted to come to Florida too. Oh yes, he did. Yeah,
1: but yeah, it doesn't look like Bynes gonna be firing Manny. I want to circle back to Oklahoma for a second. We went into great detail about that coaching search yesterday. If you haven't listened to that episode, I won't back down yet. Go give that a listen on Spotify or Apple Music. But for Oklahoma, did you see that they put like roses? At the Bob Stoops statue, he's not dead. <laughs> he's, he's, not, not dead. he's not dead. He's If anything, he's never been more alive. This has to be, like, one of the most bizarre situations I've ever... This Oklahoma fan reaction is one of the most bizarre one more. college this football reactions one. I've ever seen. I mean, I'd be pissed if Riley left us like that, too, but... They're treating Bob Stoops like he's dead. (laughs) He's coaching a
2: game for you in two weeks. Here, one more. Why Dabo to here isn't completely out of the question. Clemson isn't quite OU. Clemson's not in the SEC. Dabo's already won titles at Clemson, so it isn't impossible he would be interested in a more intriguing challenge. No. No.
1: Vanable is going to be the guy at Oklahoma. Go listen to the episode yesterday. We talked about that in great detail. So, yeah, Notre Dame, job is filled. Marcus Freeman, congratulations to him. Oklahoma has yet to announce their next candidate, although is widely believed to be Clemson defensive coordinator Brent Venables. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. We are here to talk about one of the best weekends of the year, a weekend that we don't really get to see our team play in too often. But it's conference championship weekend, everybody. And it has huge implications. The final leg of the renaissance – Tour. The final. Oh
0: man! I mean, just everything of just, is. a lot of related really games.
1: Everything has just been building. to I this. think the renaissance here is this, not gonna,
2: never going to end. I think it's, it's just a, a rena. I think the COVID season was just what what you know. Just like There's a switch. There's just, just, just so many COVID college football is just, So you know, many implications. To yes, yes. Based yes. off what's happened, it's now. a
0: renaissance period. Yes. It's really yes. what it yes.
1: is. So many implications based off what happens this weekend, and we start Friday night in Las Vegas, as I like to call the new home of sports. For the Pac-12 championship. in Vegas now?
2: That it's is so in Vegas. cool. Wow. Oh,
1: the Pac-12 championship Legion in stadium. Vegas, oh. Friday night, we have Oregon taking on Utah. Of course, Utah beat down Oregon the last time they played, they- effectively removing Oregon from the college football playoff race and effectively bumping Cincinnati into the college football playoff. Oregon versus Utah. The spread is Utah minus three. The over-under is 58 and a half. Let's talk about this game for a little bit, boys.
2: Yeah, Utah just beat the living crap out of them. Oregon didn't turn the ball over once, and they lost 38 to seven. That was one game where, you know, you looked at the Vegas line and said, hmm, you know, Oregon's number three. Utah's barely ranked, and Utah's a favorite. What do they know that we don't? Well, they knew something, because yeah. unlike the 2019 Pac-12 championship game, wh- last time those two teams went head-to-head, and Oregon just completely outclassed them You know, on the line of scrimmage, uh, it was the opposite this time around. Utah manhandled them. And they had uh, the punt return before halftime. I don't know if you guys were watching that game. Utah was up 21 nothing, and then Britton Covey, the eighth-year senior for the Utes, ret- uh, returned it. As time expired on the first half and made it 28 nothing and the game was completely out of reach at that point. So, I
1: feel like in the past, Oregon, especially under Mario these past couple of years, Oregon has showed up in these big Pac-12 championship games. Remember last year, they weren't even supposed to play in this game. It was supposed to be USC versus Washington. Washington came—
2: <laughs> USC won the South last year.
1: Though. You, I mean, they only played like five games yeah, last year. You're talking but, about like... <laughs> I mean, well, i how much of a difference a year can make? Jimmy Lake is gone. And, and Washington won their division last year. but yeah. Washington State's coach is gone. And they yeah. never even got to play. Well, that's ahead. a completely different situation. Rolovich yeah. just yeah. wouldn't get vaccinated. But that's tough for a different Hopefully time.
2: Hopefully Lincoln Riley will for, for the Omicron.
1: Yeah, Maybe he already is. No, no. Uh, but Oregon wasn't even supposed to play in the conference championship last year. They come in against USC and they absolutely... Dominate them. Mario has some has the talent until Lincoln Riley gets going in the Pac-12. Oregon will always be the most talented team in the Pac-12, and I just think Utah might have gotten the last time. Utah is an extremely tough home environment to play in. I'm gonna go Oregon with the points with this one. I think the Ducks will win it. I think they're gonna be biting themselves that they couldn't beat Stanford or Utah because if they did earlier in the season, because if they did, they would be in the college football
2: playoff. Yeah, I mean, Galaxy brain Mario threw that game so that he he. he uh... Wouldn't have to ditch a playoff team to go to the Hurricanes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, they, I, I don't. I mean, I, I watched a good amount of that game. Again, they just got the crap beat out of them, and Utah's got the quarterback advantage too with Cam Rising. Yeah, he's been playing really well. Yeah, Anthony,
1: ahead. I don't think Anthony Brown is a good quarterback. I remember him from Boston College. He was really streaky at Boston College. He was okay. He was okay. Yeah, he's Somewhat okay. Somewhat of
2: an Emory Jones type.
1: Yeah, it's not Justin Herbert. But, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, big well. You have a prediction for this game.
0: Um, I think that Utah will con- can control this game from the line of scrimmage. I think that we'll see a lot of, at least early in the first half, a lot of the rushing attack that we saw last time for Utah and the way they sort of dominated that game from the trenches. But I, 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 I think you make a great point, Sam, in saying that Oregon just seems to show up in these Pac-12 championship games. And I think that they have the talent on the defensive line. They've got the talent on the defense to keep them in it, create some turnovers and make some plays for their offense. And I think that Oregon... I think they're going to be down by, like, maybe 13 points and a half, maybe, like, a 23-10 type score. <clears throat> Defense gets some get some turnovers. Offense gets some life. Give me the Ducks. 34-29.
2: Yeah, I, I think Oregon will keep it closer, but Utah's been playing, like, one of the top ten teams in the nation since they inserted rising at quarterback. Um, and so I expect it to continue. I think they, they win and cover. I'll, I'll go uh, – 24-20, to 20. I think Oregon does keep it closer, but they were unable to get anything going on the ground last game, and so that's not the type of thing that just all of a sudden it happens. You Kui know. also
1: acknowledged that another coaching carousel has pretty much gone by, and mm-hmm. Kyle Winningham is still at Utah, a guy whose name has seamlessly been involved in every coaching search for the past 10 to 15 years, and he's still he's at Utah. He's just such a football guy. He's just
2: such a football he's guy. A Utah he guys is guy. He is Utah football. I hope he leaves, though. I mean, he's not going to, but uh, they're scary. Week one?
0: Yeah, it's going to be a tough game. First
2: game with a new coach, we get It'll Utah. will be a great welcome game. Welcome them to the swap right, That's a one. weird game. I can't really wrap my head around that one.
0: It's going to look really weird. It's going to look weird. Just seeing so. those teams in the same field, yeah, it's going to look yeah. really it's weird.
1: Gonna, that's just not meant to happen. That's like a game of NCAA 14 or something.
0: <laughs> I'm excited, though. <laughs> but, yeah, swamp.
1: that's Friday night. Some little bit of Pac-12 after dark. We transition to the Big 12. Wait,
0: just one more question about Friday night. Why is UTSA an underdog for Western Kentucky? He's Western
1: Kentucky's Billy Bailey's app, is it Bailey or Billy? Yes, Bailey. Bailey. Bailey has a chance zap. to break Joe Burrow's single season t- touchdown
0: record on Friday night. I guess fifty-two touchdowns. Oh my! Not Friday, Friday, Friday night,
2: but between this next game and the bowl game, he has a chance to break Joe Burrow's record. Jesus Christ! Insane. I mean, if you were to play fifteen games like Burrow did, he probably would break it.
0: Fifty-two and nine.
2: It's insanity. That's, that's, that's
0: not crazy. Yeah. You know
1: who is a quality control coach for the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers
0: offense? Ooh. Oh, Steve Sprayer's son. Yes, Steve yes. Sprayer yes. Jr.,
1: who yeah, Steve
2: this. was openly campaigning for on Inside the Huddle the other day
1: yes, to be uh, the head coach at
2: Duke. Wow. Yeah, and when you mentioned that, I thought that was just, just like Steve being Steve, but then I I read an athletic article, and he was listed as one of the top candidates, actually.
1: Well, yeah, the co- coach was just saying, I hope he gets an interview.
0: Story uh-huh. about uh, Steve Sprayer and his son being in Western Kentucky, uh, I think it was 2019, December 2018 or 2019. Uh, when I used to go to the Cure Bowl, back when it was the AutoNation Cure Bowl, Western Kentucky took on Georgia State, and I was there on the field. And because Steve Spurrier Jr. is a coach for Western Kentucky, Steve Spurrier was there, and this is before I was at UF. While I was still in high school, I was an avid Spurrier fan, and he was certainly one of the idols that I grew up knowing. And so I went up to him, asked for a picture, and Spurrier said, uh, reluctantly said yes, was not very excited to see me. I went around to kind of give him a hug for the picture. He slapped my hand down and said, no hugs, no hugs. <laughs> and it always stick with me, and now I produce his show, so here we are.
1: Well, you don't produce his show anymore. anymore
0: right? but I used to, and I worked, worked next to him at the UAA. so. Yeah. He's a good dude. No, he's, he's a good dude, but he I didn't think he was that.
1: So, yeah, Friday night, Pac-12 championship. If you're a sucker for the late-night games like I am, tune into that one. But if you like the big noon kickoff, We've got a big one for you at noon on Saturday, folks. The Big Twelve Championship, this might decide a playoff spot. Oklahoma mm. State versus Baylor. The first time Oklahoma has not been in the Big Twelve Championship in ever since its inception, I think.
2: Yes. Yeah, since yes. the inception yes. of the Big Yes.
1: So Oklahoma State favored by six and a half points. The over-under is 48 and a half. Jake
2: Lehman, what do you see in this game? Well, the first time they played it was the Jalen Warren show. Carried the ball thirty six times for one hundred twenty five yards, two touchdowns, uh, in the Oklahoma State twenty four to fourteen win. And you know Jim Knowles' defense was on full display. You know, Baylor wasn't able to do much of anything. They went three for fifteen on third down. So uh, I think their quarterback might be hurt. Actually, Jerry Jerry Bonham. I'm actually looking it up yeah.
1: right now to see if he's going to be. Playing. Either way, he didn't. Have he's a game uncertain game. for the two days ago. ESPN said he's uncertain but for a Big Twelve title game.
2: Yeah, I mean, again, in that first meeting, uh, Spencer Sanders, Oklahoma State starter, threw three picks, and they still won by, uh, you know, multiple scores, so, Oklahoma State, look, they're peaking at the right time, and, I mean, one question I wanted to ask you guys was, are they win and in, or do you think it's win and wait and see? Win
1: and, they're big dog fans, they are big dog fans on Saturday, because if, if Georgia win, wins, Georgia wins. if Georgia needs to win. Even win if big.
2: Alabama wins, though, Alabama, Georgia, presumably Michigan, and then what I'm saying is the fourth spot could come Go down o- to Oklahoma, 12 and one, Oklahoma State versus Cincinnati. Cincinnati, and that could be it an c- extremely interesting question for the committee. Yes. Yeah, but
1: the committee's already shown us what they're thinking based off of the resumes. Obviously, a Big 12 championship is different, but... I think they'll just keep Cincinnati in there. They're undefeated. I, I a win tend over to think Notre Dame, they would too. Win, the win over Notre Dame is huge for Cincinnati.
0: Yeah, it's a big difference.
1: That was, as we said, it, right, it, it was the Brian Kelly. We said yeah. when that game happened, it was the biggest group of five game ever, and it's still looking like
2: it was at that time because Honestly, that, that yeah. will be the game that gets them in the playoff. And Luke Fickle's got to be thanking his lucky stars for for Brian Kelly not ditching them until after he went eleven and one, right? Yeah, certainly.
1: <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and make my pick for this game. I really like Baylor. As you all know, Dave Aranda was my number one choice to be the next Florida Gators head coach. Doesn't seem like Aranda's going anywhere. He's staying at Baylor. Good for them because he is a phenomenal football coach, but I just can't ride with them today, especially because Jerry Bohannon's hurt. Bohannon was having such a strong season. He might not even play, but even if he does play, he's still going to be banged up. I think that Oklahoma defense is, Oklahoma State defense is going to be suffocating. I'm going to be keeping an eye on them to see what Jim Knowles can do in a big game situation. I'm going to go Oklahoma State but I wouldn't be surprised if Baylor
2: covers. Right, in that noon slate, you can watch both of our potential future D coordinators in... Uh, no, actually, Houston Belk plays in four. Oh, okay. Well, I will not be tuned into that game. As yeah. Alabama Georgia will be on. <laughs> uh, Jake Lehman, who are you going with in this game? We go Oklahoma State, you know. Go Pokes. Yeah. My original NCAA cover. 14
1: team. This exact roster, Spencer Sanders, Jalen Warren... Jamari Woods, all the boys. I go 31-21, uh,
2: Oklahoma State. Baylor has not been able to put much of uh, any big-time points on the board in recent weeks, and Oklahoma State peaking at the right time. That second half against Oklahoma, Knowles made some big-time halftime adjustments.
0: They pulled out the victory, and they sent uh, Lincoln out west. Um, I think Baylor's a good football team. They're a well-run football team. they got a good defense. I, th- I think it's going to be – much more of it. Over under is forty six and a half. It's yep. pretty low, but I think it'll t- it'll be pretty close around that. It's going to be in the in the mid twenties, low twenties. I'd say. I, I, I think it's going to be really close. I think Baylor has a chance to cover. I think they'll kind of hover around that seven to ten point deficit throughout the game, and then they kind of score late to make it a three point game. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna take the pokes close game 24-20.
2: Okay. 24-20. Close. So you Baylor to cover, huh? Well,
1: yes. I'm just going to transition off of Lehman's point about our defensive coordinator candidates. If you want to see the other major defensive coordinator candidate, Doug Belk, the defensive coordinator at Houston, they're playing in the American Athletic Conference Championship at 4 p.m. against Cincinnati. The spread is 10. The over-under is 55 and a half. We don't really need to talk about this game for much. I'm going to just go with Cincinnati. They're a better football team. You know what, I think Houston what I might now. put up a fight, though. The spread... That's a lot of points. I take back what I just
2: said about not watching that game, by the way. I don't know why I said that. That will absolutely be on the smaller TV that I'm watching in the four o'clock slate. How could it not be? I mean, this, you could argue, is the biggest group of five game of all time.
0: Right, well, yeah, Houston has the chance to just, completely blow the, up everything the, yeah, yeah the, the, the group of 5 this is like this is the group of 5 chance and Houston has the the capability of ruining that for the group of 5 as a whole and they've won 11 straight games one of the longest winning streaks
2: in the FBS they lost week 1 to Texas Tech and they're unbeaten since then riding right. that Doug Belk defense
0: um no i think i think Cincinnati will will yeah i think they'll win by two touchdowns i think they'll have a pretty calm lead throughout i mean i'll just say Cincinnati 38 Houston 21
2: yeah, I mean, they've had some close calls, but they've sort of been playing to the level of some of their competition. Um, I think this is a game where, like, they get up, you know? Right. Michael says, I'm not fucking right. leaving. Yeah, exactly. Screw Notre Dame. Like, yeah. I'm here. We're going to the playoff. Right, I agree. And, you know, Desmond Ritter shows why he's talked about in draft circles. and the, and uh, Desmond Ritter, by the way, just accepted an invitation to the Senior Bowl. So Did he? Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. He'll be in
1: Mobile Big at time. the end of Zach January. Cohen here, though? But... <laughs> Sticking with the group of five, a game that has significant importance to us, the Sun Belt Championship, Appalachian State versus Louisiana Lafayette. Believe it or not, Appalachian State is favored by three. I guess they're banking on Napier being a little distracted as he accepted the Florida head coaching position. But guess what? Scared money don't make money. I'm going Louisiana Lafayette plus three, and they're going to win the Sun Belt.
2: An interesting tidbit that I – just found looking at the line on this game. Louisiana is obviously eleven and one, and that's the only record that matters. But they're five and seven against the spread. So Billy Napier ha- actually hasn't been making people money this season. Uh, that's one thing to look out for. You know, when he comes here, maybe it's frustrating sometimes when you have a coach who doesn't cover. I, I don't. I don't actually care as long as we're winning games. But
1: uh, Mullen didn't really cover all that often. No. No. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm, I, I'm just gonna say I'm gonna make Louisiana plus three. My lock of the week. Have to go ahead. Yeah, bring Billy. it in, Billy. We ride the Billy train. Scare Mario do make money.
1: So yeah, Louisiana Lafayette. We're all raging Cajuns on Saturday. Yeah.
2: Best thing I saw all day was uh, the cutouts of Billy Napier's face that the students are going to be holding during the game. Oh, that's that's awesome. incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, and I I, guys, I just yeah. love
0: how much they love him. I love yeah. that we're getting a head coach that is like still loved. Like I mean, people in Louisiana. I mean, they're they're gonna be they're, they're gonna be rooting for the Gators now. Like, they're gonna like and and. Want Billy to succeed, and it's That'll just so much better than being, Valley. than being than being an LSU or USC where your your new head coach, the other program now hates him because he's you know a dick and left eye. I just I'm very happy that it's it it it's gone and handled the way it was. It's just it's very nice. Mm-hmm. They're, they're proud of him. They're proud of him. That's that's good to see. Yeah. That's good to see.
1: Speaking of good to see, it was great to see this season some fresh new faces in the Atlantic Coast Conference. In Pittsburgh and Wake Forest, having two of the most shocking seasons we have seen in a while, of course, Kenny Pickett having a phenomenal season should be invited to New York as a Heisman finalist for Pittsburgh. Wake Forest only has that one loss to UNC, but they still made the ACC championship. That game will be happening at 8 p.m. on Saturday night. Pittsburgh is favored by 3.5. The over-under is 49.
2: No, 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 uh, no, no way. That's the over-under.
1: The the over-under is 49.
2: Hit Wake Forest? Wait, what? No. It is 71 and a half.
1: Yeah, yeah. No way. Yeah, seventy one and a half. and a half. This is going to be the highest That is so bizarre because I'm looking. I I literally have every spread pulled up from every sports book. Vegas Insider has the over 100 at 49.
0: Well, put well, your life savings on, on, on that. If you can get on, yeah, on, that, that, book, on that Yeah, put no, your life savings on that. There's not there's to much uh, defense uh, But this bet, G- bet MGM has it at 71 and a half. Yeah, yeah it's, never, what it, it's what it should be. Yeah, Pitt, exactly, That is what
2: it should be. Pitt might get 49 and a half by themselves. Yeah.
1: I... I'm so excited for this game. Yeah, I know this game sure has no playoff implications, oh, yeah. but if you like college football and you like betting on college football, this is a
2: game that's made for Bet you. the over and put your Two of up. the most
1: fun teams in college football, potentially.
2: I've been clamoring for this game to be um, happening on Conference Championship Saturday since, like, week five. I'm so excited to watch Sam Hartman go up against Kenny Pickett. It'll be ama- I mean, two of the best receivers in the nation, too, and Ja'Cory Robertson and Jordan Allison. Jordan I mean, Allison. Don't forget A.T. Perry on Wake Forest. They've got two. A.T. Perry was actually the one— who got uh, the semi semifinalist nod. And, you know, I'm, I'm talking about this because he went to my high school, actually. Same graduating and class. Chris Peoples, their
1: running back, is very good as well. I mean, Wake Forest was having a great season. That was a team that was being talked about. And being in playoff contention, unfortunately, they were knocked out of contention when they lost to UNC. Sam Howell, of course, had a great game against them. But this game, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. With yes. the points. yes, yes. I
2: think... Pickett's just gonna be too much. He, is gonna I, I think
1: Pickett, when it's all said and done, might be QB one in the NFL draft. Pickett,
2: so uh, an NFL ready guy like Pickett against Wake's defense is gonna be like playing Madden on. I don't know about rookie, but like on pro, you know, when, when the throws are just there, it's pretty easy.
1: That'll be a fun game. Man. Like they
2: made DJ Uyunganulay look pretty good. Wake Forest defense did. So this, this is a NFL draft spot for sure for Pickett. I don't really trust them to make one stop, honestly.
1: Yeah, definitely. I would go pit in
2: the points. It'll be fun though. It's going to be a fun game, Big Will.
0: Um yeah, it's going to be a fun, it's going to be a lot of fireworks in this game, a lot of offense. I agree, Kenny Pickett, he he's going to just He's going to pit he's going to pick apart that defense and it's going to be a lot of a lot of touchdowns and a lot of points and a lot of fun and a lot of enjoyable moments and um a lot of enjoyable moments. Take yeah. the over, sit back and enjoy and I think Pitt wins by 3.
2: Pitt wins by 3? Yeah, mess. So Vegas, yeah. Well, I'm rolling it. This would be a fun game for both teams to wear their home uniforms. I don't know why that doesn't happen more often, but can you imagine like black versus blue? That'd be be so cool. I love both of these teams' uniforms.
1: That'd be something.
2: Yeah, won't happen though. But what
1: will happen is another big game on Saturday night, the Big Ten Championship. Michigan fans, rejoice!
2: Oh, we didn't talk about this one already. Wow, this game. One
1: more win, and you're finally (laughs) in. I mean, it just seems like Michigan has been in. Clamoring to get to this exact spot for so long, and look—if you're an average person, you don't like the University of Michigan. But yeah, I can't help but feel happy for Jim Harbaugh. I like it, Jim Harbaugh. And Michigan I don't fans like their here. fans. I, but you got to be happy for them because you have to kind of sympathize with them. Because imagine getting beat by Georgia. I mean, we got beat by them this year, but for like if six years in a row, seven years
2: in a row, eight years in a row. Yeah. When you
1: hired a Super Bowl coach, a guy, a coach who took his team to the Super Bowl. I mean, just you got to feel for them, but rejoice that you guys have finally made it to this moment. Eight o'clock Saturday night, Big Ten championship, Iowa versus Michigan. Michigan is favored by 10.5. The over under is 43.5. And And believe it or not, the under might be the play in this game.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, I yeah, was going to have a tough time scoring in the double digits, I really think. Uh, what's his name? Petrus has been struggling. He's been really bad. Big time. Been really Big bad. time. I mean, yeah. Iowa
1: was being talked—they were the number two team in the nation at one point.
2: Yeah, well, hang on. I found a stat. I wrote it down. They were 6-0, and uh, yeah, they Purdue. got up to number two. And through those first six games, they were plus 15 in turnovers. And every week the pundits were saying they're going to regress to the mean. They're going to rest. You know, you're not going to be plus three in turnovers every game. What do you know? They're minus four in turnovers over the second half of the season, and they did still manage to get to ten and two. But I'm they have I'm rooting not been for Michigan for this football. one
1: for one reason in particular. I don't know if you guys saw this story on social media this week, but Jim Harbaugh donated all of his bonuses for making it to the Big Ten title game, and beating Ohio State to everyone in the Michigan athletic department who had lost their salary or their job during the pandemic. And so just claps up to Jim Harbaugh. What a fantastic gesture. And, look, you've made a fan out of me. I've, I haven't i have been a fan of Michigan's hype, per se, but I feel like I've always been a Jim Harbaugh fan and wanting him to succeed. You know, he's just a football guy. He, you can tell he loves the game. And it's good to see that they're having fun again. It, it's good to see it. They're
0: having fun. And they
1: have the best, <laughs> they have the best player in they're the nation, fun. too.
2: Oh, and what's his name? Hutchinson.
1: So I'm going to have trouble going Michigan with the points here just because I think both teams are going to have trouble scoring. Iowa, say what you will about them. They still have one of the top ten defenses in the country. McNamara, well, has looked good this season. He's struggled against stronger defenses. I'm going to go Michigan, and if I were to bet that game, which I might, I'm going to go under 43.5.
2: That's a good bet. Um, Yeah, you know, Iowa – when when they have been succeeding this season, it's been riding the turnovers. And Cade McNamara has only thrown three picks all year. So the one scenario where I could see this game going south, you know, Harbaugh Harbaugh's team melting down at the absolute worst moment would be a McNamara performance where he just, you know, throws. Like a Riley bunch of picks. lost
1: two interceptions.
2: Right, but I looking at what they did against Ohio State's defense, I think they should be able to get the game out of his hands for the most part. Hopefully, you know, you only have fifteen pass attempts for McNamara.
1: But hey, the last time Iowa was in the Big Ten championship, they actually played a Michigan Michigan State. Team. Michigan State. We Won all remember that game. On the LJ, LJ Scott, Scott on one hey, yard on, I need that, to pull up
2: something real quick. Keep talking. Yeah,
1: but we all remember how that game went. LJ Scott, Connor Connor Cook took Michigan down the field for a a long drive. LJ Scott got the handoff on the two-yard line, extended his hand over the pylon to get a touchdown to send Michigan State to the college football playoff where they'd be eventually wild by Alabama.
2: Jake Lehman. Yeah. Well, before that drive happened, though, when Michigan State had that, like, 20-play drive to go win the game, this was the previous drive, and I'm just going to let Gus Johnson do the talking. I has got the ball. C.J. Beathard. Beathard
0: sets up deep in the pocket, goes down
2: the field for Smith. Touchdown, 85 yards, that scream is one of my favorite Gus Johnson moments oh, that that's ha- I That's not happening.
1: I I would bet so much money that they do not have a play over, like, 25 yards. Yeah, oh, no. yeah I can see that. Beathard is like an NFL quarterback. He's yeah, good. You know, they so don't have great for the like Niners. Petras yeah. certainly is not. So, everyone got in their predictions in for this one? Anyone?
2: Yes, 21-10. to 10.
0: Michigan. Going with a push. This is the year. They're having fun. They're running the ball well. They're playing sound defense. They're learning how to throw the ball better each week. They have the best player in college football on the defensive side of the ball. Harbaugh has this team looking elite. They eliminated Ohio State from the playoff. They're going to eliminate Iowa from the Big Ten Championship. This is the year that Harbaugh takes Michigan to the playoff. Give me Michigan. 26 13 field goals gritty run the football play sound defense this team is having fun what a world so if you
1: want to see where big will does his best works go into the tnd takeover comments yes but
2: oh yeah <laughs> i really know. top comment every time he, every he knows time. how to get the people going
0: got to gain the interaction Say the most
2: simple takes and people just people freak out. the hell out they yeah. really get mad it's fun yeah.
1: speaking of freaking the hell out there's a big game the one See, last game we is, have not talked about. The game. There is a big game in Mercedes-Benz Stadium have known on since Saturday. Week two
2: that this was the game. This
1: is the game. This is the game to end all games. In my eyes, this is the national championship. Oh, absolutely. These are the
2: two best teams. Unless in they football. play again,
1: they might play again. They, they very might. well could play again. But what we are alluding to, of course, is the SEC championship. Florida. <laughs> one can only dream. Georgia will be playing Alabama. In the SEC Championship, Georgia being number one. Of course, Alabama being number three. Georgia is favored by six and a half points. The over-under is 49 and a half. I'm going to go out and say it right off the bat. I think Alabama is going to win this football game. Really? I think Nick Saban will not let what happened last week happen two weeks in a row. No. I think they. I think that happened at a perfect time. I've been saying they had a game like that. and They had a game where it like that in them i thought they were going to drop a game again before the SEC championship but the fact that they were able to pull that auburn game out that even on their worst day a guy like bryce young was able to carry them to the back to the sec championship like that i mean just do you i think that i think they're gonna win i really do they're meant i don't really have any like rhyme or reason i just i can't see it happening two weeks in a row and i just i think bryce young is the difference in this game I, i i think he's phenomenal I think this is the first time I've ever seen a quarterback carry Alabama. But it's happening. Bryce Young deserves the Heisman. Bryce Young deserves all the applause he's getting. And I think
2: Alabama's going to win this football game. I think the Heisman voters have to hope that they win. Because otherwise, if Alabama loses, who the hell do you give the Heisman to? So. <laughs> I think they're hoping for a uh, Bryce Young-Heisman moment here. But yeah, do you remember 2017? Yep. That Alabama team? That was like the worst Alabama game I've ever seen when they played Auburn. They looked lethargic, abysmal. And they ended up losing that game. Like you said, the difference this year. They played that game, and they still were able to win it because of Bryce Young. Jamison Williams was not playing for most of that game. And that was, honestly, I think what made them, in large part, so lethargic on offense. Was Because, look, last year you had Waddle and Smith. This year, Jamison Williams gets that targeting penalty in the first half against Auburn. And, you know, John Match is good, but he's no Devontae Smith. You know, they no. they missed their deep ball threat um, in a huge, huge way, you could see it, and Bryce Young was still able to pull it out. But against Georgia, what's the one way that you're going to be able to attack them? Vertical passing. We saw it with Tennessee in uh, the first half when they had a little bit of success, and I think Jamison Williams is going to have a huge, huge, huge game, the Ohio State transfer. And I agree with you for no other reason really that I just have a gut feeling about this game. I have such Sometimes a gut you feeling. have to trust your gut, and I've never seen an Alabama team really look bad two weeks in a row. Especially so in a game with, happens, in a game
1: with this much implications too, I've never seen them flop in a again. I mean, one can make the argument the LSU game in 2019, but they didn't flop in that game per se. It's
2: just LSU was better. They, and this isn't even the Florida homer in us. I think wanting Georgia to get knocked out because Alabama wins this game like we're picking, and nothing really changes. Nothing for changes. Georgia. Georgia's already still very well. Georgia's
1: in. This isn't us saying, oh, we think Alabama's going to win because they'll knock Georgia out of the play. Georgia's in no matter what. I just think. On any given Saturday, I'm taking Nick Saban over Kirby Smart, especially in an SEC championship. And you might, you guys might disagree. I could already tell Big Will might disagree, but I, I just, I'm not. I'm going with Saban in this one. I have, have damn I have to. I have to go with
0: Saban,
2: and I have to go with Bryce Young. I, hold on, hold on. I'm damn sure picking Bryce Young over Stetson Bennett.
0: You said that you don't see Alabama having two bad performances in a row, and I entirely agree. I think Bama is going to go out there and play the game of their lives. They're going to play so... I think so, they're going to play their best game all season. So, best game of the season. Of but you know what? But of course guess what? they will. It won't matter. Just, the dogs are still... Because the dogs are so far and away. The best team in the country, the best team in the country, it will not matter. The dog, The dog. Georgia is that good. Where they can beat Bama, even when Bama is playing their best football, which is insanity. Their defense, as I've said in the past, is the best defense that I have ever watched... football in my life when I saw them live I've said this on the podcast before when I saw them live I'd never seen a defense so overtly talented so talented at every single position on the field and then yet so sound schematically tackling every aspect of the game they don't make mistakes they don't miss tackles they're always there and I just did not know what the Florida offense could do. Couldn't. Fit, what are they going to do? You can't. You can't do anything. I watched the the Gators offense thrive against pretty solid S- SEC defenses throughout the season, and they could not do jack squat against this elite defensive front of Georgia, an elite secondary of Georgia, an elite middle linebacker linebacking core of Georgia. This team is elite, and they've got the offensive firepower to be able to score as well. I think they will score because I don't think Alabama's defense is that good. Bryce Young was not great at all against Auburn. He's not as good as people make him out to be. He's very talented, but he's not. I don't know if he's really as elite as we're saying. I think he makes turnovers. I think Bama still plays good football. Give me Georgia. I'll take Bama to cover. six and a half, I think. Six? It is six and a half. Six yeah. and a half. Georgia 34, Bama 31.
2: Fair. I don't think I see it being that high scoring, honestly. Bama's defense is not the Bama defense that we went up against last year. This is a, this is more of a traditional Bama team, uh, at least defensively. They're second in the nation in, in yards per run allowed, and that's the bread and butter for Georgia, right? If right. you're able to drop people back in coverage against that's men, that changes everything. What I'll say is this. You're saying this Georgia
1: team is the best defense you've ever seen. What I consider the best defense I've ever seen was 2016 Alabama, where, in my opinion, Jonathan Allen should have been given strong consideration for the Heisman Trophy, and there was one man— who was able to stop that team, and that was Deshaun Watson. And I'm telling you, I think Bryce Young is on that level of specialness. He might not be as elite at this moment that everyone's, as everyone's saying, but the one notion you cannot deny is how immensely talented this kid is, and it comes out in big moments. He had a bad game against Auburn, but it doesn't matter because he made the play of the game when it counted. He made a throw that no one else in the country can make.
2: No one. No one else in the country
1: can make. Not a single player in the country can make that throw that Bryce Young just made. And that's what you need. I think that'll make the difference. I think it's going to be a closely contested game. And you know what? Georgia still might win. They still might cover. But I'm going with my gut here. I'm going with Nick Saban, a man who I respect probably more than anyone else, maybe even on this planet. And I'm going to go with the Crimson Tide. I think this is the game. I just have a gut feeling. like, your your reasoning might be more concrete, Big Will. And you know what? They very well very well might be the best defense of all time. But they could be. I don't when I when you say something like that, I just can't help but think about that 2017 national championship between Oliver and Clemson, where Deshaun Watson made the difference, Bryce Young will make the difference, Alabama will make the playoff and balance will be restored in college football.
2: Not only is he talented, he's California cool. And that's what matters against an elite, elite, elite defense. And also, you saw it against Auburn. A back completely against um, the wall. He took him 99 a completely yards. Completely
1: different foil. I think Will Anderson's going to get Stetson in some
2: trouble. I, I, I'm just going to say it. I we talked Jordan Davis for Husband. What about Will Anderson? Will Anderson? For I, I, yes. saw a stat, I saw a stat he yesterday so comparing Will Anderson's
1: season to Chase Young's season. Back from what season was it? 2019 or 2018? When
2: Chase Young. 19. 19. 19? Because, of, yeah. The yeah. only. Category Chase
1: Young was better in than Will Anderson was sacks. Chase Young had 17.5. And Will uh-huh. Anderson has 14.5. Yeah. Mm.
2: yeah. Well, the scary thing is he's only a true sophomore, too.
1: Terrifying.
0: Insanity. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah.
1: I think he might create some trouble for Stetson. He might be able to get off the edge, put Stetson in pressure. I mean, we've all seen firsthand what could happen when Stetson Bennett gets pressure on him. So, I mean. I'll change my mind
0: of the score, actually. I'll go 27 24. I'll drop it a touchdown.
1: It's going to be a hell of a game. Yes. That's for sure. And it's been a hell of a season, and it will be culminated, as it always is, with the college football playoff. The selection committee oh. will meet this Sunday morning, Saturday night, should I say, to decide who is going to be in the college and football And then one playoff. of my favorite,
0: I love Sunday afternoon. I'm Every year, I'm always at the Dolphins game, and that will be the same case this year. I'll be at the Dolphins-Giants game. Oh, that's right. And, I, and I love... Just That's watching fun. it on my phone and then, like, seeing all the updates of all the bowl games and getting excited about bowl season. It's like, it's Christmas time. So it's with, Hanukkah time. with that bro.
1: being said, yeah. I'm going to ask playoff you guys thing. to make two predictions. Yeah. Number one, tell me your playoff because we will not be recording until Monday. Uh-huh. Right? We said Monday. The playoff will be decided. Because yeah. Big Well is going to be in Miami this weekend. Number one, give me your playoff. And number two, give me the bowl game you think UF will play in and who they will play.
2: Okay. Uh, so, Jake
1: Lehman, you uh, want to start? Sure, I'll
2: start off. Yeah, well, Bama won, because if I'm picking them to beat Georgia, then no-brainer for the committee to put them at one. Uh, I do not see Michigan losing to Iowa, and I also don't see Georgia dropping below three, even with the loss to Bama. So, Bama won, and then no matter how they order Georgia and Michigan in that two-three slot, it really doesn't matter, because you know they're playing each other either way in that game. And then at four, I see the committee having... Really, a decision of a lifetime. Probably a decision that I don't think they've, you know, if you're if they're having a pick between twelve and one, OK State or thirteen and 0 Cincinnati. Probably the toughest decision for that four slot they've had to make since the inception of the playoff, right? In 2014, um, you know, they, they have Cincinnati above Oklahoma State now, and Cincinnati would be notching a top fifteen or sixteen win over Houston. So I think that'll be enough to to keep Cincy ahead of Oklahoma State. So Alabama versus Cincy and Georgia versus Michigan.
1: I agree with your exact matchups, but I'm going to seed it a little differently. I'm going to go... Actually, no. Hmm. I'm going to go Alabama 1. Yeah, I'm just going to do the exact same one. Alabama 1. I think Georgia will be 2. No, Michigan will be 2. Georgia will be 3. Cincinnati 4. I think... They're already telling us that they're going to put Cincinnati in, especially even if they beat Houston. I think it'll be as simple as that. If it comes down to it, though, where Cincinnati can't make it, I think Oklahoma State gets the nod if they win. But, man, I would love to see Notre Dame make it. And as far as the Gators' bowl goes, I think they're going to be put in the Cure Bowl. I've heard Cure rumblings bowl. around campus that Strickland is pulling for the Cure Bowl. I think they'll put them in the Cure Bowl against like Appalachian State. Or even maybe, imagine if they put us against, like, Louisiana Lafayette. Could yeah, you imagine? That'd be, that'd that would be nuts. so
0: weird. That that'd would be weird. so Please don't weird. Do that. But, yeah, yeah, Cure Bowl, get Big Will free
1: yeah. tickets. We'll be in the Cure Bowl.
0: Not sponsored by our nation anymore. So oh, I, I was going to go Gasparilla, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Gasparilla Bowl. Okay, so my playoff, because I have Alabama losing Georgia number one, Michigan number two, and Cincinnati, they move up to number three in the four spot. Because Oklahoma State wins the big the Big Twelve, they get the four spots. So a very surprisingly, just a very rena, it, renaissance year. All culminates with just a wacky playoff. Georgia
2: and then Georgia, three wackies. Georgia yeah.
0: and three wackies. So it'd be Georgia versus Oklahoma State, presumably in the in the Orange Bowl, I believe, and then Michigan Cincinnati in a Cotton Bowl. That is. All, I, that's all. world world! That'd be, that'd be cool. That'd be Cincinnati cool.
2: Cincinnati is playing for a National. Yeah, title.
0: it's unbelievable. Crazy it's incredible. Home state too. And that's, um, that's I'm here right, to, right. I'm here. I I, I I do already know what bowl game we are in. So I'll just tell you, we are going to the Gasparilla Bowl. So that's, going to Gasparilla bowl? Yes, yes. Yes. So that's uh, Tampa. Let's go. That's Tampa. Convenient. We're going to Tampa. And I'd, I'll probably go. There. I can't confirm, but I believe it'll be against UCF. Huh. So we'll see.
1: Wow, right. they finally want the smoke.
0: Yeah. They want really? the smoke. Really?
1: I've been hearing Cure Bowl.
0: Not have not heard the Cure Bowl. Where is the Cure Bowl? That's in Orlando, oh. Camping World Stadium.
2: Oh, I hope we don't play. No, and it used to be. Actually, like the Cure Bowl World.
0: technically is supposed to be Conference USA versus AAC. It's supposed so we, to be. Yeah, That's yeah, usually U- UTSA, what it is every year. maybe.
2: That'd be cool. Yeah,
0: I could see UTSA in there, but I don't think we're going to the Cure Bowl. I think Grass Bowl makes sense. They want us. They want a big sunshine matchup. And I think it'll either be Florida-Miami or Florida-UCF, to be honest. And I think it'll be UCF. Give us the Hurricanes. Give
1: us the Canes. I'd yeah. rather
0: play UCF. That's me. But.
1: Anthony Richardson versus Tyler Van Dyke, the future of the state.
0: What's no, that'd be cool. That'd be a that cool, good be game. Really cool. That'd DVD be a good game. Either way, so great. Good. Either way, yeah. sick game, cool game. We'll see what happens. But cool. bowl season. It's, it's here. I love bowl season. I love bowl, bowl season. season. I By the time we season.
1: get back to you guys on Monday, we will have a full slate of bowl games to break down. Billy Napier will be in Gainesville and we Ooh. will have a full slate oh. of conference championship Ooh. games to, re- to recap. Plus, we'll have the Army-Navy game to talk about and the Heisman Trophy ceremony. It's the best time of year in college football. Stay tuned. We've got loads of content coming for you. It may be the offseason, but we take no off seasons here. I won't back down. We're going to have great content for you guys. We're going to have interviews. We're going to have special guests. We're going to have segments. We're going to... Have Twitter spaces We're gonna try And do everything For you guys To make it the best Off season yet We're gonna lie Our asses off And let's go boys Any parting thoughts
2: God damn right We're gonna lie Like hell Yeah yeah. And this I mean Things are about To get a lot More interesting Between guests um, It's also been A terrible season um, For the Gators I'm so happy To see them Not play football For six months Right no This off season Is about to be A million times Better yeah. than, the, than The season They're yeah. becoming could Like the be Dolphins. Cool,
0: it's gonna be A cool off season Yeah,
2: It'll be a cool Off season uh, You can't lose In the off season Right Only wins. Huh? Actually, right. no. I mean, with K- Mullen, yeah. no, there were a lot, there of, were losses. A lot of losses. It, it was terrible. But yeah. yeah, come on. But
1: there are no losses when you listen to the Won't Back Down podcast. We thank you all. We love all of our fans. And we'll see you next time. Fins up.
0: Thank you for listening to the Won't Back Down podcast with Will Levinson, Sam Patosa, and Jake Lehman, a part of the Pigskin Podcast Network.